Hey everybody, welcome to the test episode, the pilot episode of the spinoff from Video Night, Video Fright. Um, you may know me and Kersey from our other spinoff called Trash Cinema. Well, we hit 100 episodes and we decided to go do something different for a while. Kersey, what's our next adventure? Okay, so basically, uh, this is, I forgot what we were calling this, I don't know, Decades in Horror. I don't, I... Forgot well, it's just video <laughs> fright, like, but we were going to go kind of in chronological yeah. order starting in 1980, but this is before 1980, so that's why I kind of consider it a, a pilot prequel. Yeah, doing testing the waters a little bit, and since I'm going to be more familiar with these movies, I think I'll have probably a little bit more to say, so there's going to be less dead air, hopefully. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> not just horror, though. We're doing thrillers as well, because it's called video fright. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a horror movie. There's some great thrillers out there that kept you, you know, like white and knuckle kind of movies, stressful films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're just like, yeah, we're going to work our way starting at 1980, pick what we think are more, and maybe not so much respectable, but more oh, well-regarded, or there's something very unique and interesting about them. We're not going for trashy movies this time. Yeah, but I, we can't we can't promise that there won't be any like trashy movies. Well, I mean, it that's is kind also of bread a, and butter, but yeah, it is opinion because we both love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Even though a lot of people hate it, and some people consider it pure trash, there's something so wonderfully weird about it that I can't help. I, it's my favorite of the franchise. I mean, people who don't like it. I mean, we'll just say we'll just call them what they are. They're idiots. It's really <laughs> the best of the series. I think yeah. that's indisputable. But hey, you know, to each his own. And we've done some franchises. We're not going to touch upon those again because, uh, and before you freak out, understand, some of these franchises started off great and then derailed, and some saved themselves, some did not. So, like, we've already done all the Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare movies. I think those are the three franchises we covered. We didn't cover any others. Yeah, that's the only... uh, Oh, did we do Crank? But whatever, we probably won't even touch on that. No, that's not really Um, a thriller. That's more action. But we did do those. Yeah, but we did do both of them, yeah. Yeah, um, so this came up in a discussion. There is a movie that traumatized me 25 years ago, and I figure it's a perfect time to do it. We did it for charity uh, for the Wayne Foundation, uh, and I'm going to be doing some, you know, I'll post a movie for a night with a donation clip next to it. That way you guys are kind of prepared for what we're going to discuss in a future episode if I have the ability to, to share it. And uh, then take it down that night. So it's a one-time viewing, and uh, it's free. But if you want to donate to a charity, that we, we'll do a new charity like every week or whatever. And uh, uh, thank you for anybody who has donated so far. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And I do like this idea of uh, trauma through cinema. So maybe we can do like another live stream of a movie that traumatized me as a child. Oh, which one's that? Uh, for me, that has to be the movie Ragdoll. Because uh, I was about, I don't know, six when I saw that. And to me, like, movies were still real, you know, where it's like you can't really yeah. differentiate between what's real and what's not. So that one freaked me out. I know that if I watch it again, I'm just going to laugh at how stupid it is. But yet, uh, it's one that I think about. So You know, I forgot to mention the actual fucking movie. The 25th anniversary of me being traumatized by Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 original. And uh said, fuck it, why not just throw in Zombie as well? Because... Uh, obviously those two are so closely connected um, 
that and 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 they both kind of fucked my head up. I watched part of Zombie when it played at our movie theater, which is an interesting story we'll get to soon. But uh, let's start off with Dawn of the Dead. Yes, and for anyone who is curious, the there is a 4K quality version that is on YouTube. It's been on there for a little while now, and it is excellent. It is a really good version of it. It's uh, it's the director's cut, correct? Berkstein. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you the difference between the two because I feel like there's longer dialogue scenes. I feel like that's what was trimmed. Yes, absolutely. No, no, no. Oh, actually, no, I don't think it is. Because if I remember correctly, uh, near the beginning when they're getting into the helicopter, there's that one doofy kind of cop that's asking for cigarettes. I think there is an extended scene where uh, there's like two or three other guys that are with them that are like threatening them. But that wasn't in the version that I was watching on YouTube. Oh, okay. So. I don't think it's the director's cut. The uh, so for me, I think what it, the unrelenting doom that I knew was coming. I just fucking knew, and and I didn't. Of course, I didn't know the all of, so many cast members are going to die or how things were going to break down. But I just felt the dread the entire time when I watched it. And afterwards, my sister was fine. My friend Aaron was completely fine. He had seen it before, but it just sat in my brain, and I'm talking for years. I think two years after I saw this, I was working at a gas station, and I would just sit there pondering, okay, so if zombies attack this gas station, where am I going to hide? That kind of st- insane shit. <laughs> this movie, uh, coming back, because I've seen it many, many, many times, um, and I haven't watched it for a while, and coming back to it, I just forget how much I love this movie. It is... Probably the best zombie movie I think that exists out there, which I know is not an original take by any means, but I do think it is probably the best one. Yeah, and I didn't realize so many music clips were lifted from this for the Shaun of the Dead movie and soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, okay, so just really quickly, I want to know your opinion since this is the one that really traumatized you. What did you think when you got to the pie fight? Was that that alleviate any of your stress watching it, or was that just more like uh, you know what? what? No, okay. So I have a double feeling this time. So what was yeah. replaced before with un, un, unrelenting dread because I knew who died and I kind of remembered how it happened. Um, what was bugging the fucking shit out of me this time is I kept going, "Oh, this is how we're treating COVID. God damn it, this is exactly how we're treating COVID." These fuckers are screwing around. You got the rednecks on the hill shooting. You got these uh, bikers uh, horsing around with the zombies just smashing them in the face up high. They're not taking seriously. And, you know, and then Roger has that thing where, uh, like, halfway through the movie, he goes, you know, we had a chance to get this under control and we fucked it up because nobody would listen and take the right precautions. They got arrogant and this is what happened. And I just keep thinking this about COVID the whole fucking time. Yeah, definitely some parallels there. Uh, I mean, obviously not intentional because this is from 1978. Right. But, you know, so the the idea exists. I think that he really, uh, George Romero, really understands humans uh, in a way that a lot of other directors and writers don't. Uh, especially if you watch uh, Zack Snyder's version, uh, which I know a lot of people defend. I haven't seen it in a while. I used to really like it. But kind of considering the themes of the remake, which is just... Really, which is really brutal and yeah. Well, it's more that, action that, based. It's more visceral. Yeah, and the whole movie and the thing that really puts me off to the to the remake is that everyone just fucking hates each other the whole movie. Like everyone is just a piece of shit and is just horrible to each other and to other people. And I, I just find that to be, I, I just kind of it, it turns me off of wanting to watch it again. But like sitting down to watch Dawn of the Dead, I never realized. 
like how much humanity is in this movie, like how much they really take the time to make you feel like what killing even zombies, they're not really like human anymore, but like what that, what kind of toll that takes on a person. Yeah. Well, it's also like just the fallacy of man, you know, they keep making these dumbass mistakes over and over and over. Um, Roger, and who's the other guy? The, the reporter guy. Um, reporter guy oh yeah uh, i can never remember that guy um, he's very bland but they kept making terrible choices you know roger got too cocky and w- was fucking yeah. up um and then uh the other guy just kept making stupid decisions because he didn't feel like he was manly enough you know the other two guys were out there you know on these crazy missions and he's like oh i need to be out there too and he's just screwing up left and right and i just kept getting so irritated with them but that's yeah you just overcome like, uh, that scene when they're when they're fueling up the helicopter and he's trying to take shots at the zombie from a distance but not even noticing that he's almost shooting the other guy who's inside the store. Yeah. Or that his aim just yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, and just wasting bullets because he wants to be a tough guy. Yeah, or like when later when he wakes up and then he's wandering around and looking for the paperwork or, you know, he's roaming the office, whatever, for the, uh, what do you call that, the the planogram or what of the building? Yeah, floor plans. Uh, floor plans, thank you. I don't know why I, could, why I said planogram. That's a store thing. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, and then he just wastes all those bullets, just firing, 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 not even, like, choosing his uh, shots correctly, and he almost runs out and gets his ass eaten. Right. And, and again, this could be, and um, he could have been more likable or he could have been more redeemable if, like, you know, we not everyone's a hero. Not everyone is a crack shot if he kind of understood that he's not that person and instead tried to find other ways to be useful, I mean, that could be redeeming. That could be kind of his redeeming quality, but he just constantly makes these mistakes and tries to prove himself. And so it kind of makes sense that, you know, he's the one, he's one of the I mean, spoilers, obviously, but he's one of the people that eventually gets eaten up. So. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, this is X-rated when it came out, and of course we were so numb to what movies are now that it seemed like nothing. I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen this like eighty times already. Why is this X-rated? But you forget, nineteen seventy-eight was wildly different. Yeah, I mean that op- the the opening scene, uh, the opening the opening two scenes that introduces all the characters, I think is one of the greatest openings to any movie. It really sets the tone for what's happening. As the the new station is just fucked. Everyone knows that it's a disaster and that no one can save themselves. And so everyone has just gone crazy, basically. And it's like like leaving the station or staying behind, yelling at the guests on the show, uh, just not handling this well, obviously, because who could? So I think that's so much more realistic as to what would happen. So I really really love that angle. Um, Again, something that was missing from the remake uh, didn't really have that feel that that feeling of panic that's setting in. Everyone realizing that it's over. Well, you know, the, the remake going, is so oh, yeah. is so go 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 go. There's no time yeah. for it to set in and in the dread and the and the the sadness to even happen. Yeah, uh, and then of course the opening of the two soldiers basically going in to just shoot poor people uh, in this is in a so. That scene still, still to this day, is one of the most fucked up scenes in movie history, in my opinion. Yeah. It is so callous and brutal and cruel and frightening, like all at the same time. It, it is so good at, at presenting like the, the themes that are going to keep coming back throughout the movie. Um, 
So any, anyway, yeah, it's just it is such a perfect scene, and it's very frightening. So I hope I wonder how you how did you take that watching that scene? Um, well, okay, so I I haven't seen it enough, so I was actually lost for a while in the beginning. I was like, what are they doing here? Why are they why are they this building and they're fighting with the other guys? And you don't realize for a while that it's because they're hiding the zombies in the in the basement, right? Or, or am I wrong? Um, why were they there in the first place? Is it because they knew there was dead bodies there and they were trying to get to them and they were trying to protect their former living loved ones? I I, I didn't get that part. From what I remember, they uh, apparently that is like a it was like a government, uh, like subsidized building, and the people in there I guess were uh, like starting some kind of terrorist unit, or that there were there was like a, a group of people trying to control the building, like setting up their own like mini society or something like that. Huh. And so they're just there to blow them away. Okay. That's weird. I don't know if they even knew there were zombies in there. Oh, okay. So now if they didn't know there were zombies in there, that's disturbing because that sounds like some totalitarian bullshit that someone's been trying to do lately. Yeah, so that, I mean, I think that's why the two, you know, main characters had to leave because they realized what they were doing. And, you know, the, the idea that we're trying to preserve humanity while at the same time our job is to just kill these people for trying to protect the poor people inside. Yeah. God, this movie is more important now than I think it's ever been in, in, in its existence. In the last 40 years yeah, or so. Yeah, it, it's... It, it's really deep, and the thing about it is so that is I find so interesting is that it finds it finds ways to infuse comedy uh, in with it too that really works. I think the like the pie scene can be pretty divisive. I think it works, um, but then there's also that scene near the beginning after they leave the station looking for a place to land, and there's just rednecks out there having a ball, barbecuing, shooting zombies, and it's like this guy who's getting bandaged in the head because clearly someone thought you know shot him in the head by accident. Oh god. And they're all just having beers, having a great time. Like I could totally see this happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think a lot of people, like... well, these gun nuts, um, are so dead set on killing something. I, I watch it every day because our store sells guns, and they're always talking about mm-hmm. the Second Civil War. But they're also huge zombie fans because deep down, what I think is fucked up about humanity is they're all looking for a reason to shoot each other. And if yeah. we become zombies, it's like, well, I'm killing a human, but it's not really killing a human. I know that guy. I live down the street from him. I fucking hate his guts. I can't wait to kill him. I hope he gets bit by a zombie and I can blow his brains out. That kind of mentality. Yeah. It's a way to, to, to divorce any any sense of guilt or yeah. emotion. It's, it, no, I keep asking people this question throughout my life is, of the choices of apocalypse, what would you want? Would you want a Mad Max future, a zombie future? Or like an EMP, pla- uh, EMP blast, no power kind of apocalypse. And every single last fucking person said zombie. And I was like, I would want the EMP blast because at least I could still read and I didn't have to kill anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't survive any kind of apocalypse. I'm, I'm just like a, a fat nerd. So, like, I, I can't survive any of them. So I don't really have a preference. Yeah, but just the zombie one. I, there's, a, there's this barbaric part of some people's brains that desperately wants to do the violence. They want it to happen. Or at least they think they want yeah. it to happen. Most of these guys talk about a second civil war and they're like, you can't even get out of your car without grunting and panting. You're not going to survive <laughs> five minutes. Yeah, I don't know why people think they're so tough. Just, just admit, you can't fight. It's okay. Like yeah, why I need 16 guns. You don't have to move. I can push my cart. You know, <laughs> I was get a, a gun mount for for my rascal scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> oh, oh fuck! I can see that happening too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. God bless America but, yes. and my rascal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you really should. Especially now, I think it really uh, delves deep into yeah. uh, a, a lot of it has a lot to say about humanity. And again, this is the thing that's really different from zombie movies nowadays. It's like it's all just pro action. Kill zombies, isn't this awesome? This is hilarious and fun. But really, in th- in this movie, even killing zombies makes them like feel like shit. Yeah. Like that 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 scene when they find all the zombies in the basement and they have to shoot them, and just like this this it's a long uh, sequence of him just slowly walking up, shooting them, and crying because he can't because he knows that they were once people and he's crying for the people that they used to be, and that kind of stuff is really missing from uh, movies like this. Right. Well, I think Shaun of the Dead did a very good job though of keeping the humanity yeah and, and increasing the humor side it, it's a it's a really good uh companion piece for dawn of the dead i think yeah you want and, something a little more fun after this and 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 dawn of the dead was so insanely successful overseas as well as america and it was very low budget and you know the italians when they find a movie that didn't cost a whole lot and make shitloads, they're gonna make some ripoffs immediately so this was sold as zombie in italy but it's it's weird because uh, Lucio Fulci's zombie is well that here, but over there it's called Zombie Two. Oh, what? Yeah. How uh, did he make? Was there another zombie that we didn't get that he made? No, no, no. Okay, so Dawn of the Dead was not called Dawn of the Dead in Italy. It was called Zombie, and then they, it was so successful that they oh. got Lucio Fulci to make a sequel in name only. But in America, it was just sold as Zombie, and there's like I think four, maybe five zombie movies. Yeah, I do know that there's a shitload of these uh, Italian zombie movies, but uh, that's weird because yeah, this his movie has nothing to do with Dawn of the Dead uh, thematically or otherwise. Yeah, it's it's uh, it has some awe-inspiring moments, and I think the special effects are interesting. They're not like Tom Savini special effects in any way. You think they would have copied that, but they didn't. He went his own direction, and. Uh, it's it's an inter- interesting movie, but I don't think it's a good movie. It's clearly trash cinema. Yeah. Another thing I want to point out uh, about Dawn of the Dead, watching it in 4K, um, I would I was thinking that the effects, the special effects, were going to somehow be worse, or they're going to be like the mistakes or flaws would be more noticeable. It actually isn't. It, it's it's like nearly flawless with the special effects, even yeah. in its increased quality. Well, so and, and definitely watch it. Savini's special effects are completely different I think than a lot of the guys that we know because um, like Stan Winston uh, is always creating characters the special effects are secondary he wants to create the character first Rick Breaker mm-hmm. is always trying to go to the extremes of what's new um, Rob Botin is another guy like in the middle he's trying to push the extreme but he's also creating these great characters Tom Savini is just like look I'm going to do what is kind of basic in you know what we do in in horror movies, but I'm going to make it as outrageous and original and uh, gross <laughs> as possible, and make you believe it's actually happening. Yeah, definitely. Like no one gets the the tearing of flesh better than he does. Yeah, honestly, like um, a lot of it. Is so like watching zombie, like their zombie bites look so terrible in in comparison. Yeah, it's uh, so I don't know if it's trying to pretend it's in a parallel universe or it's a story like it's going on at the same time as a story in Dawn of the Dead. I don't know, or it's just completely unrelated. It is completely unrelated because I forgot in this one it's like a Caribbean curse, right? It's like a voodoo thing. 
Yeah, um, oh shit, was it? I fucking I, it, I, no, the no, movie's confounding I mean, to me. No, because it was it was it was weird. Okay, so it was just like some zombie on a boat that floated over to New York, right? Yeah, and that's how like the shit started. Well, yeah, like in, actually, in New York, it, yes, it, it, but they doubled back to where that ship came from. And I thought, they, that, no, I thought I thought the zombie just like landed there, like it was it shot, fell in the water, and somehow like floated to the island and started infecting people. No, no, they went back oh, to the okay. origin of where the zombie bite came from. Well, the person that was on the boat, they wanted to know where they came from because uh, one of the guys on the boat was related to one of the main girls. Mind you, I've only seen this once, and it was kind of incoherent for me. I know people love this, and they think it's uh, one of the greatest zombie movies ever made. But I think Italian movies can sometimes be so incoherent. But they go back to the island where it started. It's like some weird voodoo cult thing. I, to me, it was never clear. And I'm going to have to see it again, I guess, in order to understand. But okay, because because here's because here's how I interpret it and why I came away with that conclusion is because the zombie in the boat in the beginning does not look like any people in the boat in the beginning of the movie. So I I think that was a totally original zombie that somehow got off the island, okay, uh, or something. But then but then later in the movie I saw a zombie that I thought looked exactly like the one from the first one. Oh, so that's why I thought maybe it floated there. But maybe I, I don't know. But I thought they shot it in the head. But uh, but they, they didn't they have show. Pe- that's why I was confused. Yeah, they have people yeah. who are getting infected, but they don't show them getting infected from bites. They're just infected somehow. They're they're getting it, and we don't know. They never really show how they're getting it. But then, but then here's the weird thing is they turn to one kind of zombie, but then we have the rotted under the ground zombie, which apparently are buried two inches under the fucking dirt. <laughs> Whoever the, yeah. this, that's the most ridiculous burying I've ever seen in my life. Who does this? It wasn't even a graveyard. Actually, to be fair, they kind of explained it because they were making mass graves that were pretty shallow. Yo, those bodies were really were rotted though. How long had they been there? That's true, actually. Yeah, never mind. Now, those look like fucking mummies. But that's the thing that was confusing to me because I was like, wait, so they're already dead and they're coming. So there's a difference between like the zombie bite like in Dawn of the Dead where it destroys your uh, your immune system, whatever, and then you just start deteriorating inside until you die. And then you come back. Whereas some of the zombies in this movie seem like they've been dead for a very, very long time. They're rising from the grave like Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Oh, that movie's so fucking good. I can't wait to talk about that. I know. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um... <laughs> but let's talk about two of the notable scenes in this. Uh, the shark fight. Holy fucking crap. Lucio Fulci apparently had okay. wanted to have nothing to do with it, and the producer said, we're doing this. And he's like, I'm not going to be around for this one in case it goes wrong. Yeah, I was I was really surprised. like Because I was kind of bored by the movie, and then that scene really got my attention because I was like, how the fuck did anyone allow this to happen? Yeah. You literally have a dude without a breather down there like all zombified out with fake blood coming out of him and an actual live shark coming at him it's like what the fuck how did anyone approve this yeah and how many times did they have to shoot it was he down there for just like a minute did they have to weigh his ass down because he's walking on the bottom of the ocean so did he put rocks in his shoes and then when he ran out of air he went to grab the rocks and floated back up but then you have to worry about the whole time with the goddamn shark yeah so yeah uh, much mad respect for everyone involved in that scene in particular because that was really impressive and uh and that's that's something they would never do again no and it looked beautiful it was the most beautiful thing in the movie i don't know what they used to film it but it looked wildly different than everything else yes um for sure the other memorable scene is there's a girl fighting after she gets in a shower whatever and then a zombie gets in and she fights it and she's like the only one who actually attempts to fucking fight everybody else stands around like a doofus 
And uh, she gets pulled through a door, and a piece of the door goes through her eye. That see, because they did it so slow too. Like yeah. it was re- that part was messed up. Yeah, because usually they that do fast was, cuts. They do fast cuts, and therefore yeah. you don't really see what's going on. But there's a slow drawn. You had to be so careful while filming this because I swear to God, she gets within like a couple millimeters of that thing. Yeah. Uh... Because, like, in the beginning of the movie when they're shooting the zombie on the boat, they don't even show it getting shot as many. Like, they show it getting shot, like, twice, and then they cut away for the rest of the shots, and then it, uh, and then they just, like, cut to it falling in water, but they don't even show if it got shot in the head, which is why I thought maybe it floated to the island or somehow. Um, so I was like, okay, they're not even there. This is really cheap. But then they go, they go, like, slow, really slow and lingering shot onto this thing going through her eye. Yeah. I'm still not, not that head looked real. If it was a prosthetic head, they did a very good job because they can usually tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is very. It's also shot really close up too, so yeah. Don't really get a sense of like what it actually looked like when you pull back a couple feet. The but, uh, yeah, very impressive. And in the final sequence, um, I just I don't know the girl when when they okay so they get in the car accident and for some stupid fucking reason they start laying on the ground. Like, you guys, you just saw a zombie five seconds ago. That's why you drove off the road. Do you not think there's other zombies? <laughs> so why are you resting on the ground? And that, that totally reminds me of uh, the movie Poultry Geist. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Uh, from Trauma right? Entertainment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, probably their magnum opus. Uh, but there, there's a scene where two teens are fucking... Uh, in the graveyard, of course, and then a zombie hand just like comes up and like shoves its fingers inside the dude's ass oh. and breaks off. Ah. So anyway, like when I was when I was watching that scene, I was thinking that the entire time. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to watch a good zombie movie, uh, I suggest Poultry Geist uh, instead of this one. But that's for me. Yeah, and then the, and then the other girl, she just sits there and stares as the zombie rises out of the ground. I'm like, move. Say something, Dude, idiot! Stop staring. It's not, it's it's even worse because there's another there's a part when he's when he's like coming at her, and she turns her head, like turns her neck so it's her, her her neck is like right at his mouth. Yeah, it's like here, just like, go for why it. Why did no, no. you do that? Yeah, I just yeah. I'm done. I'm tired. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a that was a trick because uh, he didn't end up actually biting her in the neck. I don't know why they would even shoot it like that. Yeah, that was so weird. And then, and then we get them back to the cabin. There's three of them left, and they have the guns, and uh, they're not even aiming carefully. They're so stupid. They're throwing those firebombs, and then they're just shooting wildly. I was like, you know you have to shoot them in the head. Wait. Wait, because you only have so many shots. And they're just boom, 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 and then running. And they're like, that's dumb. I mean, I just if you only have one shot at killing it, be careful. And again, Dawn of the Dead did this so beautifully because, the, yeah, the guy... Uh, one of the main characters, the pilot, Flyboy, as I call him, whatever, is you know trying to shoot at him from a distance and is just shooting all over the place. And they like stop him and take a shot for him, and and they explain like why he's doing that, and it's done very well. But in here, it's just you know who cares? They're just shooting because they're scared. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the only guy I know in this is uh, Al Cliver. I didn't know this is how he was kind of known in Italian films. Uh, a few years after was this, he the he- doctor. No, he's the guy with the beard and the long blonde hair who freezes at the end when he sees his girlfriend's a zombie and, and she bites him. Oh, okay. Uh, he is in a bunch of these post-apocalyptic Mad Max movies that were popular in the early 80s, and that's how I know him. But other than that, I, I don't know a fucking person in this movie. 
Yeah. Okay. Also, for anybody, because like me, if you see the poster for this movie with that zombie with the worms in its eye, you're like, wow, that looks really cool. I, I think that poster or cover is photoshopped because the zombie in the movie does not look like that at all. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you the story. So, um, when I lived in Monterey, I had worked at a movie theater owned by uh, Regal. And uh, they decided to sell off the two theaters that were downtown Monterey because they're opening a giant one over at the mall. So this independent guy who was a music producer or something like that for Kiss, that's how he made all his moolah, he bought the, oh, wow. he bought the theater. And the theater's weird because it's a three-screen on the right side. Um, it's an old Victorian from like 1909, and it's uh, it, I don't know if you call it a Victorian, but it looked like that. But uh, he restored all of it the way it used to look. But then it came with a small theater across the street. The small theater was where we would take the movies they'd been around for a while, but they, were, they weren't making as much money, but they're still kind of consistent. We'd take it over to the other theater. So literally you would clock in at one building and walk across the street over to the other movie theater that was showing like the second run, third run movies, whatever. And uh, he, he didn't give a shit about that, but contractually he was obligated to keep that open. And uh, yeah. he decided to open it a week early, and no movies were booked. I'm like, what are we going to show? And he's like, I don't know, find something. And then my manager goes, look, I used to work in Los Angeles. I know some people. They might have some prints they can send me. So uh, we had to choose public domain movies. So <laughs> we got Creature with Klaus Kinski. Um, oh, God. I can't, Barrel Ground, which is a really crazy Italian uh, zombie movie. Uh, Night of Living Dead and uh, Fulci's Zombie. And I kind of knew about it. And I'm still in my fear of zombies, so I don't want anything to do with these. Um, but it was Halloween weekend, so uh, it seemed like a good choice. And um, so I, this kid walks by me as we're putting up that, that poster, that image of the worms coming out of the eye, whatever. And he goes, Fulci, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like 18. I was like, how do you know who that is? How do you know who that is? <laughs> but that's my story. Uh, that's funny. I ended up on a yeah. TV show uh, because of that, by the way. Wait, what? There was a TV show, uh, a maniac... May oh damn it manner of mayhem, fuck I can't remember it was a horror TV show, and uh, they, it was a ho- you know like one of those horror host kind of shows where they would show uh, you know lower rent or public domain movies and they would have a host. Um, kind of like the Elvira thing. Yeah, it's uh, the guy named Remo D. Um, Shane Dalman. He uh, he played that character, or whatever, and he wanted to shoot an episode at our theater because we're showing these movies, and since they're public domain, he was going to show them on his on his series. And so there's a middle part where he does things like ask questions and games and stuff like that. So he interviewed me about the movie theater that we had just reopened and what we had planned for the theater. And and uh, so yeah, uh, I, that's my only TV appearance. I think no, I said. Yeah, do you have a copy? Do you have a copy of that somewhere I can watch? I did. Um, I know he loaded everything up to YouTube. So let me see if I can find it. Yeah, dude, put that on your on the Facebook channel. Yeah, um, I forgot I was in a children's show when I was a kid too, but. <laughs> Well, we've all done things we're ashamed of. Yep, yeah, it was a clown. It's a clown, people. <laughs> it was Happy the Hobo Show and uh, Happy the Hobo since I was the oldest kid. I, I won it. I got on because I won a contest. And uh, at yeah. the end, he looks at me and goes, uh, we're about to go to commercial. Say, hey, we'll be right back, babes. And I go, what? I'm not saying that. <laughs> and that's on the show. I was like, hey, be right back, babes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm embarrassing all the time. 
All right, everybody. So that is it of this. Um, so we're going to be heading into 1980. Uh, there's some good ones, baby. Oh, the fog, fade to black, the jangling. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to start. I can't wait to get to the howling and uh, scanners and stuff like that. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, my God, dude. I was just rewatching scanners. I'm so excited. I actually like the sequels more. Tell you the truth. Really? There can't be I have not seen any I've not seen any of the sequels. Oh, okay, yeah, there's four more sequels, I believe. And uh Holy shit. Yeah, there's seven more howling sequels. So that's oh, all. Oh yeah, I know I know about the second one. That's the one that had a. Uh, oh shit, who was in that? Like Christopher Lee, uh, uh, Christopher uh, Lee. Civil yes. Banning uh, as still by the Queen Bitch. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I can't. Oh wait for god, this. that one. You know so what? Good. We're gonna okay. fail horribly. We're gonna discuss trash, and we fuck it. Let's just do all the horror movies. Let's just <laughs> fucking do it. Maybe we won't go back to trash this cinema. Is, this is it. This, this is, is our... what we do. This yeah. is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another hundred episodes of fun. Uh, Curzi, thank you very much. Find us on Video Night on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter, and uh, you'll see all our episodes there. Yeah, let us know if you like this format and if you like more of me talking or if you want me to shut up again. I don't know. We'll see. No, no. I like this is much easier for me. Well, I felt like some episodes, I think we were both lost. Like, what the fuck did we just watch? How do we explain this yeah. to people? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What was that one? Shit. There was like the uh, the Tales from the Crypt uh, episode. That, that one. Whoa, the Bordeaux Blood. Hard. Jesus, that was tough. Holy well, shit. I think hard. the hardest was that okay. Kevin Sorbo episode. Jesus Christ. That was tough. I feel like I feel like we had a lot to say about it. We did, know. but those movies. Well, maybe we were trying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we were trying to like stay away from the religious shit. Nah, I don't know. not really talk about that. Just kind of more talk about it as a movie in general. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we missed our opportunity. On yeah, that. I definitely. I feel like we should have gone for Call the Conqueror, which is much campier, more ridiculous. Probably. I don't know. I oh. I, I I've actually seen that movie like three times now. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's that in the theaters. It's funny. I. I went to uh, Denmark to see my friend, and because uh, uh, she she loves movies too, so we're huge cinephiles. And uh, we only had time to watch one movie, and the one movie she wanted to watch was God Is Not Dead. So <laughs> I, I watched that. Oh my god! <laughs> over there. Uh, oh, was, oh, oh we're talking God's Not Dead. Time. I thought you said you. I think you meant you saw Call the Conqueror three times. No, no, I haven't seen that at all. Oh, God, that makes people think that I did. No, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I did not pay to see God's Not Dead. I paid to see Call the Conqueror when I was 20 years old because... Okay. Yes. Okay. No, no, sense. I'm not going to pay to see unless it's I'm drunk or something. I'm like, this is going to be great. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get fucked up watching Kevin Sarbo movie. Is Dean Kane coming up too? <laughs> See, that's the only way you can watch a Kevin Sorbo movie is if you're fucked up. Kinda, yeah. Okay, so that's it. That's the next adventure we're going on. Everybody want to join the ride? Buy a ticket. Get into the fun house. <laughs> Do you want to have a new catchphrase? Right. Uh, you're gonna come with in catchphrase. I don't, I'm working. I'm trying. I'm thinking of one right now. Again, this is a this is like a, a pre a prequel a pre if you will uh, to the show. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to develop something here. Everybody, uh, maybe <laughs> next you, time. I can just imagine like you're just so exhausted <laughs> and you run out of things to think of. Like, uh, fuck you guys. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I regret every moment of my life that led up to here. Now, uh. <laughs> okay, everybody. I better sign off now. Bye. All right. See you next time, guys.